Good morning. Good morning. You are listening to Put This In Your Carry On. Happy Caroline. I'm Chris. That was Greek for good morning. <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed our special guest episode last time. Yeah. Good guests. <clears throat> good guests. Good sports. Yeah. We um, left off driving into Edinburgh. Right. Almost ready to say, go. go, say goodbye and let go of Scotland. Okay. Edinburgh, the final two days. Mm-hmm. We went on a walking tour, which I haven't done in a while, so that was fun. Oh, yeah. We did. <laughs> I uh, planted my seed of, hey, guys, they, they have these walking tours, and uh, they might be good. To... When you know. <laughs> you don't even have to pay. You have to tip at the end. That's all. <laughs> No, I think really though Edinburgh is a good city to do a walking tour because it it does have a lot of cool history and there were definitely I mean you could walk around and still see awesome things, get all your pictures, learn some stuff. You can't miss the castle, so Yeah. It's not like you're going into Edinburgh and not seeing things without going to the walking tour, but we definitely walked by <clears throat> a lot of things and learned about a lot of Scottish people and history that I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, the city's pretty tight, tightly packed together, and it's a good walking tour, a lot of good stuff. So it's, um, like, you couldn't do that kind of walking tour in Glasgow or some other city that was um, so widely spread out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, this was this was just the old town, too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was cool. And also, Carla and I got our... Harry Potter fandom satiated. Yeah, I didn't go on this, so tell me about if that. If you don't know, <laughs> uh, Edinburgh is considered the birthplace of Harry Potter because that's where J.K. Rowling started writing the first book in the Elephant Cafe, which we peered into. Hmm. Well, you, I mean, the stuff we heard was, in, they included it in the tour a little bit. Walked by uh, Tom Riddle's grave. Yeah, so there's a graveyard in Greyfriars Kirkyard. Sounds right. Um, it's close to where she used to live, J.K. Rowling? That's close to where she used to write. Oh, okay. It was like overlooking it. I Maybe she also lived near there too. Anyways, the churchyard, the gravesite, graveyard, hello English. Yeah, <laughs> the graveyard. The graveyard has a grave with a man named Thomas Riddle. Mm-hmm. He who must not be named. Um, and also a, a guy with a last name of McGonagall and a last name of Moody. So that was cool to see where she got some of the character names. And from the graveyard, you can see the giant castle on the hill. And then this school that was originally created to... House orphans. Yeah. and Teach orphans. Yeah. And I think it was split up into like four houses, so... You can fill in the blanks. It was neat, yeah. Castle, school, Hogwarts. Yeah, that part of it was neat. And what better place? You said, if you need a name for a book, you've got a giant graveyard outside. Mm-hmm. Just take a walk among the tombstones. Pick one out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but you don't have to be a Harry Potter fan to enjoy Edinburgh. It was yeah, just added definitely. bonus. Mm-hmm. Felt magical. <laughs> and... 
had some good meals, had some good ales to finish off our UK pint tour. Yeah, UK pint tour. Had our last <clears throat> our last pints. Edinburgh was, I think we said this before, it, it felt a little more English. Yeah. So we were kind of back in the world of... As opposed to Scottish. Yeah. Back in the world of ales. Yeah. Glasgow didn't as didn't have as many ales. No, and you saw a lot of Union Jack flags mm-hmm. in Edinburgh when you didn't see any in Glasgow. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people were like, when we told them that we had just spent time in Glasgow, they're like, "Oh, so you survived?" <laughs> like, yeah, like we were in a war zone. <laughs> that's where that's where the Scots live. Yeah. So overall, two thumbs way up for Scotland. We got to see quite a bit of the country. And I loved it. And we went to a concert on our last night. Oh, yeah. Of a Irish guy. <laughs> of an Irish guy, yeah, that we've been listening to, uh, Declan O'Rourke, since since the college days. So, mm-hmm. um, really interesting music. Well, his whole new album was about the potato famine. So we yeah. listened to an hour and a half about the potato famine. Really well put together, depressing songs. Yeah. Yeah, they were very depressing. Yeah, and alas, we had to uh, leave our UK Irish tour. All the kind people, mm-hmm. all the kind people up there, and the and the really cool culture. Um, any last words? Best meal, best ale, mm. best walking tour. <laughs> you know, I don't do best. Best museum. Favorites. Um, I did really like the National Portrait Gallery in Edinburgh. Oh yeah. Rave reviews from the National Portrait Gallery from Caroline, definitely. Did we talk about that before? Yeah. Oh. Very nice people. Uh, best fish and chips. Oh, the best fish and chips was in Ireland. My mom got some fish and chips at this old mm-hmm. inn. Yeah. That the batter on this fish that. and chips, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> It'll knock your socks off. It was so good. We were stabbing at it. Um... Well, yeah, it was uh, it was really cool to see those parts of of the UK that we did, um, and then it was time to fly to Athens, Greece, mm-hmm. <laughs> from Edinburgh to Athens via EasyJet. It's about uh, how, what was the, what was the cost of the tickets? It was under 150 bucks, I think, for both of us to fly from Edinburgh to Athens, which is about a three and a half four hour flight. Yeah. So have your Netflix shows downloaded because there's not any in flight entertainment. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it and wasn't that bad of a flight, though. No, and we jumped from uh, eight degrees Celsius to about twenty-eight degrees Celsius over the course of the day, which is what is that Fahrenheit? It was about forty-five degrees to seventy degrees. Mm-hmm. So talk about a culture change. Yeah, well, that was a weather change. Let's talk about a culture change. Let's, yeah, that was a weather change. <laughs> talk about a culture change. So to um. I had been to Athens uh, as a kid, like when I was 12 or 13, uh, when I was like, I guess I was like 12, uh, so I didn't really remember a whole lot about it, um, but this was your, you had been to Israel before, but this is your first trip to Greece, mm-hmm. so tell me about your first impressions when we flew into Athens. Um, How about the customs agent first, before I, I'm sorry, just ask you a question. Oh yeah, the customs agent. <laughs> well, every time... <laughs> I mean, I guess you got to go into those things confidently because we're not doing anything wrong, but I always feel like they're going to grill me or something. Oh, yeah. And we got in kind of late. It was almost like 10.30 because we had a 
time change and anyways. So it was kind of late. We'd just been on a plane for like four hours. But fortunately, the line, there was no line, which is awesome because standing in border control sucks. And we just walked right up. And this Greek guy has got an earbud in. He's half talking to somebody on the phone. He kind of flips through our passport and then just stamps it and yeah. on we go. <laughs> if ever you want to get back, get back into the European, European uh, the Schengen area, the European Union, go through Greece because... At least the customs agents lived up to the <laughs> to the stereotype of yeah. them not really caring about uh, work. So yeah, he was on the phone with his mom or something when he walked up. <laughs> he kind of gave me like a half a half glance and gave me the old stamp on the passport and Caroline too, and we were into Athens. Then we yeah we got in late, checked into our hotel, and before this I had been doing because our plan was to fly into Athens. Because you can't really say you're going to go to Greece and not see Athens. I guess you can, but I was like, if we're going to Greece, I'm going to see Athens. Um, but we had heard that you don't, it's not like the most amazing city. It's kind of dirty. It's super touristy. So I was kind of going with low expectations, but I was like, I'm going to go to the Acropolis, by God. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so leading up to this, I had done like a mini some mini frenzies of research of like, What's the best way to tackle Athens in, like... Two days. So we yeah, had two full days. Yeah, we Athens. had two full days, 48 hours. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I think it helped that we went not during the dead of summer and, like, super touristy time. Because it wasn't... I mean, it was <clears throat> crowded, but not, yeah. not super crowded. It didn't feel... Yeah. It didn't slow us down from doing anything. Yeah. Like, I had read that you... It's an advantage to be able to skip the line to get into the Acropolis, and you should go, like, right when it opens. Otherwise, you're going to be, like, surrounded by people everywhere, and it took us, like, five minutes to get our tickets, and, I mean, there were people, but I didn't feel like it was that crowded. Go to Athens in mid-April, there's no lines that we ran into. Yeah, and it also wasn't, um, well, we were just over the moon because we could walk outside without wearing a jacket <laughs> right <laughs> i've been wearing like four layers everywhere we sent back a suitcase full of a few souvenirs but mostly winter clothes with our good friends who so graciously took it back with them yeah so we were we were rolling into athens with one sweater a couple pairs of pants and the rest is just summer clothes yeah i've been wearing the same long sleeve shirt sweater <clears throat> jacket jacket combo for like three months yeah <laughs> So we walked outside and I was like, is this okay? Am I going to like, is something going to happen? It felt weird to put on different clothes. Yeah, just immediately switch. Yeah. So I imagine though that when you go, when it's about 90 degrees, it could be a little miserable. So maybe be, maybe take our experience with a grain of salt because I feel like we went at the best time because it was overcast, but you didn't have to wear a coat. Yeah. Anyway. That was nice. Um... Where is it going with this? No lines. Uh, first first day in Ath- first day in Athens, we stayed in a hotel that was uh, in the middle of. Um, I mean, it, it was a culture shock. It felt like you was you were a little uneasy because the neighborhood was sort of like an up and coming part of Athens, if you will. Yeah. Up and coming block, which means that a lot of the buildings around it were old and decrepit and ancient and hadn't been used since probably before the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, because, as you know, as we know, Athens is going through tough financial, economical times, or Greece as a whole. 
Um, but this hotel is fantastic. I mean, if you're going to buy property, they did a good job. They probably got a great deal on it. Mm-hmm. It was a tall building at the top. They served breakfast. They had a great view of the Acropolis. And to give you an idea, like, Athens all of a sudden was just like a white, like, all the buildings are light colors. Mm-hmm. And so you could look out, and there's not very many tall trees. It's all short, shorter bushes or olive trees, which are very short. Mm-hmm. So you can see the whole city around you from this vantage point. And you can see in the middle of the city, it's like this it's like this vast green park. And you can just see nature and then ruins coming up out of it at random places, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, but, the uh, you know, once you get over that little bit of uneasiness, Athens... Uh, I read and, and experienced is a relatively safe city. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta look out for pickpockets, but I don't think that their murder rate is higher than any other big city in, in Europe. Uh, but the culture is like the the alphabet here is the Greek alphabet, so it's it's got that sort of you mm-hmm. can't read anything <laughs> vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. But they also embraced English because their main economic driver is tourism, so everything's in in the big cities at least. The signs are in English. Mm-hmm. They've got an English menu for you. So they cater really well um, to tourism, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. I mean, don't expect like pristine, clean streets. And there are like, it was really cool to walk around these like little alleyways, but you're walking over garbage and there's like graffiti everywhere. Yeah. But it was good graffiti. It looked, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it looked really cool. In the graffiti world, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and there's yeah. some talented graffiti artists. Yeah, it didn't feel unsafe or anything. Um, so, after our breakfast, we headed to the Acropolis. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of mopeds on the way, a lot of flea markets. Um, they don't they don't really harass you like you like you might expect like in Marrakesh or like. Mm-hmm. You expect them, and sometimes if you visit Mexico, they'll yell at you and be like, "Sir, sir, sir, sir." You know, they might walk up some of the restaurant guys and say, "Hey, this is the best restaurant in Greece. You guys want to just a snack or something?" And, yeah. But it's not; doesn't feel uh, overly aggressive, which is nice. Um, and the flea markets uh, near the Acropolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were down by the uh, Ministeraki. Yeah. Which is on the north side of of the Acropolis, uh, right outside where the like the big park starts. Um, it was a really cool area. I mean, mm-hmm. bustling. And the prices aren't that bad. Um, no, I mean you'll you'll see the places that are like view of the Acropolis, best moussaka in the all of the land. Yeah. Like there's there's a way to do it, super touristy. But there's also like we found ourselves like wandering around little parts of the neighborhood and restaurants where they're like we were the only ones on the street, and not in like a creepy way. It was just like it just wasn't a really. Yeah. Place. There's a bunch of like pedestrian streets um, where there's a lot of tourist shops and stuff, but there, to me, it still felt like there was like an authenticity mm-hmm. to the city. Like I didn't feel like I was just being bombarded with like super generic. Right. I mean, you had that too. It like, wasn't all tourists. There's yeah. still some Greeks that live there and have the culture going strong. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, obviously, if you go to Athens, you have to go to the Acropolis. And that was that was really awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of different major ruins in the Acropolis. Mm-hmm. If you're going to visit more than two of them, you get the 30-euro ticket per person, which is which gives you access to all of them for five days, or most of them for yeah. five days. Yeah, well, that's around Athens, not just... The, yeah, the, Acropolis, not just the Acropolis itself Acropolis, is, yeah. I think, 20-euro. 
but you might as well see the other things. Yeah. Let's talk about the French people for a moment. <laughs> yeah, we, aside from Greek, it was like we were in France. Yeah. Language-wise, like... The Greeks need to start learning French, and some of them already had. Yeah, there were, left and right, there were like French school groups, French family, a lot of French families. I, I still think it's like a holiday or something. I don't know, but we heard so much French. Yeah, they had, and they all had guidebooks going. There must have been a special on Athens. On, yeah, I don't on, know. On French travel to Athens. <clears throat> <laughs> so the knock you heard, we were just interrupted by uh, our awesome um, host here in Naxos Island, Stavros, who we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of French in Athens. Um, all right, and Caroline found an amazing restaurant in oh, uh, yeah. in Athens near semi near the Acropolis just north I think north, yeah north so we walked around the Acropolis for one two hours a couple hours yeah you this can, is our first day yeah you can kind of do your own thing we entered on the there's like two entrances we entered on the side to see the theater of Dionysus Dionysus I think yeah which is like basically the birthplace of drama mm-hmm. um and it's great i mean the whole time you're looking at stuff i can see how after a while you're like okay ruins old ruins, column ruins. old column old <laughs> column but you have to just kind of keep reminding yourself and they had some signs but it wasn't like wasn't like a ton of information but you have to keep reminding yourself of like what this what it used to look like right and just imagine the whole thing filled with people like doing their day-to-day yeah, it was cra- it's crazy to think about, like, these ruins we saw. Like, we, okay, in, in the UK, we saw some really old castles, which were crazy, built in the 1200s mm-hmm. or built in the 900s AD. Um, and then you go to Greece, and you see things that were built in the 6, 700, 800, 900s BC, and you're thinking, the people who built these castles that we thought were old would come here and see these ruins and think that they were just as old as we thought their ruins were in modern day. So, mm-hmm. And it's amazing that so much of it is still around. So you can just see, like, man, this part of the world had had a run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you kind of, because it's, like, everywhere, you almost forget. In fact, some people did. There were, like, these ladies just sitting on thousand-plus-year-old marble altar pieces. Yeah, Greek inscriptions it's on like, it. It's like, homegirl... Get your ass off that. <laughs> it is not a seat. <laughs> it, yeah, it's hard not to, I mean, it's hard not to, like, you sit on a rock, you think it's just a rock, and it's like, no, that's where, you know, that's part of the temple of Nike that was built here. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ruins, like, they don't, they can't rope them all off, and some ruins are just, they don't know what they were from, so they're just, they're just sitting around. Mm-hmm. Um so it was, it was a very neat atmosphere, and it's, you know, it's that Greek climate, the dry climate, so it was very pleasant walking around in April, and, um, and then we got lunch at this restaurant. Yeah. Uh, well, you can go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> it was right. good. It, it was, was our first it was outside, the best. it was our first Mediterranean meal after having the, um, all of the, the heavy meats and, and breads and, and ales and cheeses of the UK. We went and we had, we ordered um, some meatballs and sauce. We had some dalamides, what's it called? Dalmadis, maybe, which is grape leaves wrapped around rice and Mm -hmm. basil and spices. 
um, and they season everything with olive oil and lemon juice. Mm-hmm. And then what was the third thing? We had an eggplant, uh, mashed eggplant. Oh yeah, it was, or yeah, it was like smoked eggplant, sun-dried tomatoes, olive oil, olives, and honey, and it was just like and a half liter of wine, and all for twenty euro or something. Yeah, it was delicious. We were just like it's fantastic food. Yeah. Staring at each other, eating it, being like, "Are you eating what I'm eating?" Yes. Yeah. Are you happy, as happy as I am? Yes. Yeah. You can <laughs> sit by an open window. It's perfect temperature. Uh, you know, they got the new wine and the foods. It was just, it was a really cool combination. A great first Mediterranean style meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we're seeing, like, a lot of, the, I mean, a lot of the restaurants, it's the same stuff. It's just a variation of how much you're getting charged for it. But it really is. Like, I know it's super, super stereotypical to be like, oh yeah, they have a Greek salad and tzatziki and, but they do it right here. It, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Even if we're getting charged a little more because we're tourists or they could make it at home <laughs> for like a dollar, it's still, you can definitely get good price meals and it's delicious. Yeah, it's it's very cool to see like where, you know, you get some of this Greek food in America and some of it's pretty good, but it's cool to see like where it comes from when it's done in its birthplace and it was, I mean, oh, the environment helped, sure, but the mm-hmm. food was phenomenal. Yeah. That place was so nice, we went there twice. Mm-hmm. In fact, the next day we were walking around and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't stop. Well, you know what, let's go back to that place that was amazing because... Just yeah, that. yeah. So if you go to Athens, ask us where we went. Yeah. Um, there are also tortoises. Tortoises? How do you say that word? Tortoises. Tortoises. What did I say? Did I combine turtle? You and said tortoises. Tortoises. <laughs> there were tortoises walking around the Acropolis. Yeah. So I guess they're native to there. It was, yeah, it was interesting. Every now and then you'd see like a group of Chinese people, and you're like. Oh, what are they standing around? And it was always a turtle. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Or a tortoise. Yeah. I was like, you're in the shadow of the Parthenon. Yeah. And you're taking a picture of a turtle. Well, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but there were like pretty good-sized uh, tortoises walking around, which was sort of added to like a neat, like, oh, look at that wildlife. How about it? Yeah, that was funny. I will gladly watch a tortoise than a peacock walking around. <laughs> <laughs> they looked at home, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of neat. Um, I just had that written down. <laughs> yeah, apparently they had a lasting impression on you. So, but yeah, and by the let's see, the next day by our hotel in Athens, we went, uh, we went and saw the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? What's that called? Just Olympic. Yeah, well, I or think the first it, Olympics. Were I held. think it has an, a more official Greek name, but it's the. Original Olympic Stadium. Yeah, the original Olympic Stadium, still well-maintained and, and used. It's been renovated, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really cool. Saw a busload of Asian people get off there and do their whole... I mean, they just lined up for pictures uh, one by one. <laughs> just like, who could get all these pictures? And they all got back in the bus and off they went. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Olympic Stadium was really cool. I, I felt like... I felt inspired. You felt inspired. You ready to run? Oh, yeah. and they let people. You find out they let people run on the thing. Yeah, I think I think if you go in the morning, you can go because you can see it from the outside, or you can pay to get in. Um, but I think I read somewhere we didn't do it, but I think you can get up early and go on for free and run, which would have been pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and that is that's a little further out of the outside out of the 
main main city center but it's still like i was thinking we would need to get do the metro or buses or something but i mean we walked a ton but it's it's pretty walkable, it's walkable. Yeah. yeah stay hydrated the uh and that night we found near our hotel a real hole in the wall hard to find a greek restaurant um oh yeah which was really authentic uh super cheap i mean it was uh but you go in and it's like real Greek culture. You got guys having cigars. First thing we actually learned when we came into Athens was the guy said, well, it's you're not supposed to smoke in restaurants. But he says, nobody really cares in Greece. Yeah. And they smoke. They smoke cigars and cigarettes. Maybe not as much as the French. Yeah. But um, close. Uh, and that that restaurant was really cool. There's some actual sound. that they pour it into um and ouzo the ouzo is very cheap it's a greek mm-hmm. liqueur flavored with anise so it's kind of like a licorice yeah flavor um and they have a little glass of that uh before or after a meal it's like a, it's supposed to be an aperitif i think so before a meal um that's supposed to help with digestion i've had a little glass of that and it was better than i thought actually mm-hmm. i remember my granddad having that my dad always has a, a little bottle of ouzo for whenever uh my granddad uh, from my mom's side comes over, and uh, I remember it being smelling terrible as a kid. Um, but it's it's a little better. <laughs> yeah, when in um, Greece. Yeah, when in Greece, have a glass. Yeah. Oh, we also on our second day, the other big thing to see is the ancient agora, which is like the old like marketplace and like meeting space and. Oh yeah, the birthplace of democracy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the other big thing I would say if you have two full days in Athens. I think we covered a ton and we saw a lot. I didn't leave feeling like, ah, we missed everything. We had a lot of time to wander around, but also like a good mix of, of history. Yeah. I think two, three days you can get a good flavor of Athens and see a lot of cool stuff and not feel like you missed out or were rushed. Yeah. Temple of Zeus was also sick. Oh yeah. Temple of Zeus. The um Adrian's we didn't gate yeah gate. we didn't do any of the we didn't do any actual like museums although there is a museum in the agora um okay sorry fairy now no it's fine yeah uh naxos island is our first stop on our island we're, we're visiting three islands naxos is the first stop after this we'll do um santorini mm-hmm. and then crete which is the largest island and we'll be renting a car on crete uh, Naxos Island is sort of, I guess from what we could read and tell, is sort of a lesser traveled island um, as compared to like a Mykonos or a Santorini. Mm-hmm. So that's what we wanted. We wanted, we're staying here a week. It's got 
so far we've only stayed near the, the port town and it's super relaxing mm-hmm. beaches uh, a lot of beach space to hang out on and you're, you're not crowded at all yeah right now in, yeah in late april <laughs> yeah but still plenty of sunshine and it feels like I mean, yeah. especially having been in the... If you want to really appreciate the sun and the weather of Greece, <laughs> spend three months in the UK in the dead of winter. <laughs> yeah. I might join a nudist colony. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, Naxos, beautiful beaches, sort of a family-themed island, cheap prices uh, so far. Um, everything, you know, a beer is three euro, a meal is... Eight nine euro per person. It's uh, it's very nice. So far, I'm here a couple of days, but it's super relaxed. Really cool so far. Yeah, you were saying we took the ferry here from Athens. Yeah, it's about a five hour. Yeah, it was about a five hour ferry ride. We we had to get up at like five a.m. Our ferry left at like seven. It was a okay yeah. ferry ride. <laughs> You'd be ready to be ready to ride with the Chinese people. We're going to Santorini on the same ferry. Um, <laughs> but we're staying in a also also fantastic lodging prices here, which is a big a big reason that Greeks had to draw for us because the dollar goes further here right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're probably paying the same for like a week here as we were for maybe like two nights in Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> in Edinburgh. I mean it, the place we stayed in Edinburgh the last two days was a fantastic location, and that's where you want to be. Yeah, but here we got, what, what was it, 194, 200 euro? Yeah, For a, a week, and so far, every morning, our host, Stavros, who's a farmer on the island, has brought us a couple of bottles of, of his own personal wine that he makes, and he brings us breakfast that's like eggs and sausage and sandwiches and cheeses and a ton yeah. of tomatoes. Um, so the, the hospitality here is great. Those who are working in the tourism business are the hardest working people here, I Mm -hmm. think. And he's also, he comes in and he doesn't speak a whole lot of English, but he's also hinted at a barbecue on Sunday. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Yeah. Everyone's been very friendly. I'm just going to places with a smile. (laughs) (laughs) They're very friendly and helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, that brings us up to date.